0: Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and the editor of Football España, Rory Barlow. A weekend slate to preview, and we're going to be taking a look at all, well, not all of the games, but certainly five of the games when it comes to round 35 of La Liga. But ahead of that, Rory, we've got to reflect on what happened to Real Madrid in the Champions League. What is the feeling in the Spanish capital where you are, where you live off the back of that 4-0 morning in the hands of Manchester City? Was it a humiliation? Well, I guess in, in many ways, yes. But then again, City play football that I don't think anybody has seen before. What's what's the feeling today in Madrid?
1: Yeah, I think there's a bit of both. I think on the one hand, it is humiliating and Real Madrid were beating 4-0. That's never going to go down very well, especially in Europe. But I think there's two sides of it. There's the muscle memory of, this should be a disaster. This should be something that we should be up in arms about. But also there's an acknowledgement that City were just so good and that they just had no answer and no response. And sometimes you just kind of got to put your hands up and say, look, these guys played incredible football. That first leg was pretty even. But when somebody plays like that, there's there's very little you can do and very little Real Madrid could do. So I think there'll be some sort of uh, yeah rattling of teeth and, and certainly discontent and and perhaps talks about moving players on or, or the end of a the generation there has been this morning but in general I think the attitude has been like look City were just that good Well I would imagine that Real Madrid, the stature of the club
0: they would want to I don't know about getting to City's level but certainly compete over the course of the next few years, does that mean the end of Benzema and, and Kroos and, and Modric do you think do you think that Real Madrid will will maybe look to move them on a little quicker than maybe they were planning. What's what what is the thought
1: there? I think certainly they'll have another year because I think the club has planned for that already. I think they'd kind of commit to that with those players, and it's important to remember that this time last week we were saying how impressed we were with Real Madrid in that second half, how they competed on an even keel with City, and that that was the difference between last season and this season. You've got players, younger players, obviously Vinicius we've spoken about all season. You've got Camavinga's only going to get better, Tuamini, who's not been a factor in the second half of the season, but in theory that was one of his roles to play, was at the base of midfield in this match. So you've got a lot of young players coming through. I think there will be attempts to renew renew the midfield as well, further with Bellingham, if if that is the case, and he does arrive. But yeah, Benzema's the big question, I think, in my view, certainly. They'd planned for another year with him. He was going to lead the line again. I think there was an acknowledgement that they needed a backup, that they needed somebody in to at least give him the rest that he needs. But now I think there's starting to be some kind of questions, and certainly from me, there's questions that uh does he still have enough in his tank to to lead the line for another year and to be that kind of threat? Because it's already well having Vinicius, but Kyle Walker said last night, do they have a plan B? He's he's the best that they have. But yeah, if you do stop him, then and without Benzema Sharp, then where do you go? And and yeah, that's the big kind of question mark hanging over them this summer, in, in my view.
0: And just very briefly before we get into the picks for this week, what about Carlo Ancelotti who's going to finish the season with a Copa del Rey and for Real Madrid, that is not enough. Um, Will we be seeing a new coach at the helm at the Bernabeu next season?
1: I don't think so eventually. I think, again, in in terms of kind of muscle memory, all these things point to Ancelotti being sacked. And if you look at the way that he was sacked in the second season initially in his first spell, uh, I think this would definitely see him out the door, but... The The way that the players were speaking, I think the three, four players came out last night, backed him and said he'll be here next season, that we want him to be here. There's no reason to question him. We've won all of the trophies that we can in two, in the space of two years. So I think Laurentino Perez is he's ruthless, but he's, he's not... Uh, not dumb, he he knows what he's doing and I think if he has any sense he'll listen to the dressing room and I think that's the important factor here is that all of the players are behind him and so I do think he'll end up being there next season but I don't think he'll be given too long a leash at the start of next season (laughs) Be interesting to see, always fascinating
0: of course and uh, Rory will be across all the summer moves, ins and outs uh, via the website, of course, Football Espana. We've got five picks for you this week. Rory was in good form last weekend. Three out of five. If you were level staking, you would have shown a profit. Uh, the one team that really snooked us was Elche. And we're going to start with their trip to Getafe on Saturday. 6.30 local, 12.30 Eastern in the States. Getafe 18th. And of course, we would have looked at this as home banker material for much of the season, given Elche's wretched form. However, their surprise success against Atleti, and in fact, two wins in their last three, might put a little bit of a question mark to that now. But of course, the odds have lengthened a little bit. Hetafe are minus 190, Elche plus 650, still big price draw, plus 310. What are your thoughts on this one, Rory?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go against Elche again, against... uh, And you were just... Before we started recording,
0: you were saying... Ah, they've done me so often this season, but you're going in again.
1: They stand out for the times when they do go against you because Elche are so bad, but plenty of times they have also been pretty good to us, I should should mention. Um, And yeah, I think they should be good to us again. I mean, that was a shock result against Atleti. Nobody could have seen that coming. I think it was the shock of the season for me just because of the form that Atleti were in. Um, but but you mentioned those two out of three went two wins. They're both at home. I think that's a big factor here. Elche are a different side at home. The Martinez Balero is a good atmosphere. Credit to the Elche fans who have stuck by them throughout this and have continued to support them and back them. But it's a different kettle of fish away from home. I think they come up against the sides that are less loose than Atleti. What do I mean by that? I think Atleti were playing with a bit of freedom. They were playing, I mean, they're going for that second place, of course, but they'd been scoring quite a lot of goals in recent weeks. They had a lot of injuries, and I think it was a it was a sloppy performance against Elche. I think Diego Simeone would have been very unhappy. You won't get that against Hitafe. Hitafe, I think, throughout most of the statistics that you've got for Hitafe, I mean, I'm sure you'll give me some good ones, but uh, the one I want to pay attention to here is that they've had kind of three goals in the last three games. And that speaks to the fact that Jose Bordalas is in, that these games are going to be tighter. They're going to be scrappier. They're going to be a lot of fouls. We're going to see a taffy that's going to battle. And I've, I've backed him to win here at under 3.5 goals. And that's minus 108. That comes back to you. But Bordalas, for, for anyone who's not familiar with his work, is kind of like a cross between Sam Allardyce and Jose Mourinho. Um, he's not well-liked by much of the division. He's a controversial character. He's fiery, spicy. He's a um, he, pretty interesting, entertaining guy, and he doesn't care what people think about him. And what I think worked in Elche's favour, the fact that they're kind of a shot to nothing. Um, it, nowadays, they, they don't have anything to lose. will work against them in this game because I think Hitafi will battle. They'll win their duels. Um, and that freedom that Elche can play with, I think, is un- unlikely to help them against Hitafi's side that just need to win, essentially. Um, and, and yeah, just a tiny wee word uh They have appealed against uh, an ineligible lineup that Real Madrid apparently made against them last Saturday night. Um, Marco Asensio was due to come off. He kind of gets to the edge of the pitch and then they send him back on, but Camavinga ends up coming off. Um, and seemingly it was Asensio who was meant to come off. And so, so they may, might be deducted three points, but if common sense does... Rule, then it, I think Katafe will remain on the same amount of points
0: and potentially remain in the top tier. They're plus 250 to be relegated. The Bet Rivers odds compilers and traders believe that they probably will stay up because Elche are down, Espanyol a minus 670 to go down, Valladolid a plus 110. So there is one down and two teams children. and Cadiz are
1: plus 250 as well. You get the sense that Katafe will, will have enough to stay in the top flight, Rory? Yeah, I'm backing them to stay up. I think Border Last is just such a, an experienced operator, somebody who's got results out of this site consistently over the years and somebody who's asked for by the players. So they're clearly happy and content with this manager being back in the job. And I think with four games to go, you, you tend to go with kind of these experienced operators who know what they're doing at the bottom. Um, and so, yeah, esmanuel will come on to later. But, uh, but yeah, I think Hatafi will stay up for me. I think that's good money. And odds compilers
0: also believe that Almeria will stay up as well. They are plus 325 to be relegated. Still in the mix, but not expected to go down. That's our next match preview. They take on Mallorca Saturday, 6.30 local, 12.30 Eastern. Almeria plus 130 favourites to beat Mallorca, plus 235. Draw, plus 230. Under and over here, under short, minus 148. Over two and a half goals is plus 110. Um, And they've got some relatively easy, or at least... Teams around their level to play between now and the end of the season in Valladolid and Espanol. And their home form has been good here, uh, Rory. Mallorca, meanwhile, haven't been uh, great on their travels. Uh, talk us through your bet for Almeria and Mallorca.
1: Yeah, I've gone Almeria to win or draw at home plus over 1.5 goals. That gets you minus 127. I don't think Almeria will lose this game. Um... You spoke about that Mallorca uh, away form. Yeah, one in 10 away wins for Mallorca. And the last one that they did have was before the World Cup, apart from uh, there was a w- away victory to Celta. But um aside from that, yeah, back before the World Cup since they won away from home. Uh, there's no pressure on Mallorca. They are in theory battling for the European place with only two, three points off seventh spot in the Conference League. But I think there's more of an attitude that safety was the goal here that they've achieved their goal they're playing with freedom they're playing well and they're battling but as we say it's a different side home and away for for Mallorca it's a different side home and away for Almeria that home form for Almeria is pretty good so they've won three out of three um at home since the last international break since March and I I just think Almeria at home have something about them they they it's something about the atmosphere there, again, it's not one of the kind of traditional grounds of Spain, the Juegos mediterráneo. but amuria seem to raise their game at home, they seem to battle a bit harder, they seem to find gaps that they don't away from home, because they don't have necessarily a, a set goal scorer, they don't have necessarily a set kind of system that will necessarily bring goals out of, out of it. They don't have that kind of trademark goal is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, I I back Almeria to get a result here. I think there'll be goals because of that atmosphere as well. The need for Almeria to get a result and eleven straight games Almeria have gone over one point five, so I think they'll do so again here. Okay, so we like Almeria or the draw
0: plus one and a half goals or over one and a half goals against Real Mallorca. That comes in at minus one twenty seven. Uh, if you are following us in for the Almeria Mallorca game. Uh, moving on to Sunday fixtures that we're going to take a look at. Three games to preview on Sunday. Uh, first of all, uh, Araya against Espanol. Um, this is a 2pm uh, game locally, so quite early Eastern at 8am. Araya, a plus 120. They are favourites. Espanol, who look like they're going to go down there, plus 245. Um, on the book at the moment with the draw at plus 240. They are minus minus six seventy four. The drop four points from uh, from safety. They've got toughish games to come. And certainly, Atleti at home is tough enough. Just just a word on those scenes after the the Catalan derby last weekend, uh, Rory. They were beaten four two at home. We had fans running on the pitch, chasing Barcelona players off. Um, I mean, I know it's a derby. I, I don't know how fierce it is. Sometimes, certainly outside of Spain, we can do it down a little bit because Espanyol are never a team that are gonna be challenging for the title. Was that just a derby rivalry reaction, or was it a bit of frustration with their situation? Because
1: it looks like they're gonna be playing in the Segunda next season. I think it's partly frustration. I think there's an atmosphere, there's certainly an ugly aspect to that rivalry. And in recent years the insults have become more kind of grave and there's been more kind of aggro between the two sides. I mean, Barcelona banned Espanol fans from wearing Espanol colours to the game at Camp Nou. Espanol retaliated and didn't have any Barcelona fans at the game. There's certainly bad blood there between the fans. And yeah, Barcelona were celebrating in the centre circle. I think it was an absolute nonsense that people were talking about Provocation and and reading the situation, I think if you can't celebrate a league title win, no no matter where you are, and it's part of football as well as being able to rub your rivals' noses in it. And if you if you can't trust people to behave themselves, not to try and run on and attack, who knows, uh, players? Then then yeah, what are we doing here? Um, but but yeah, I think it was a, a, after the game, the the CEO Mao Ye, who's, who's Chinese and not necessarily too popular. In Espanol came out and said, we apologise to World of Football, and they, they've been pretty serious, they've condemned the actions, they've been pretty good about it, but I think Espanol fans would rather just apologise to them for, for the rather poor form and poor showing they put in this season, but but yeah, it, it does play into this game and, and how Espanol are going to pick themselves up for this.
0: I mean, it's interesting. There were plus 500 to be relegated at the start of the season. Uh, They were mid-table last year. They came up the year before. But I don't think anyone really thought that they're going to be in this situation. But they are struggling and they are very likely to go down. Uh, Your thoughts on on Rio and then we'll get your tip for it. Uh, Again, another classic home versus away form with Rio, isn't it? Because they are good at home and not so good away.
1: Yeah, Ryo, home and away are very different, as you say. I mean, I I go to Vieja soft enough and it is a really good atmosphere there. It's fun, it's enjoyable. There's a lot of kind of love towards the team and I think there's a lot of faith in the team. There's very little kind of criticism of players. Even if things are going wrong, you don't necessarily hear the the players getting whistled and that's testament to the good form they've been in. I mean, they're two points off Europe. Again, this is a side that, Aim to stay up, but they are in the European race because it's been such an even season. Um, I think, I think, yeah, this game it is very hard for Espanol to pick themselves up from that, from the scenes at the end of the season that felt like Espanol had resigned themselves to their fate in that game. You can look at it and say, well, maybe this is their last chance, and perhaps that inspires a performance out of them because I think the you look at their games and you got that Atleti game, so that's probably, you're limiting yourself to outside of this Rio game, max six points. And so six points takes you to 37. That means that Valladolid and Cadiz only need one win to kind of put you out of business. So yeah, I think that Espanol will struggle in this game. I think Rayo, who are playing freedom at home, especially who, they, they tend to make games quite chaotic. And I think on a smaller pitch at viecas that really benefits them because they don't necessarily have to defend as much space. But if you look at where they do attack and where they do kind of get behind teams, it's out wide. And if you look at where Barcelona absolutely did damage them, it was out wide. Oscar Hale had a terrible time. Left back, Brian Olivan didn't have a good time of it either. And so, yeah, Rayo's strengths add up to Espanol's weaknesses, and I expect them to win as a result. They've gone Rayo to, to win at plus 120.
0: Yeah, it could be better the weekend for me. That one, plus 120, tasty price for another home win against a real struggling Espanol team. Atleti against Osasuna next. This is Sunday, 4.15, local 10.15, Eastern. Atleti ashore at minus 275. Osasuna at plus 8.50, which I think is the biggest price across the weekend slate. The draw at plus 400 here. Over is the favourite, minus 125, under plus 100, even money. Uh, just when we thought we had Atleti sus, they lose to Elche. Metrics suggest I was looking at expected goals and possession and attempts and so on and so forth. This maybe should have been a draw. That's not excusing Atleti as well. Um, but they have to be better here, I guess, against Osasuna, don't they? They're not going to go back-to-back defeats, I don't think. Even though, as we've talked all season, or well, not all season, but certainly second half of the season, they've not got too much to play for after they went out of all the cup competitions.
1: Yeah, it was it was a game that certainly Atleti could have drawn or, or even won, to be honest. They had the chances to win it against Elche. Elche did have as good, if not better chances too, it should be said, but it's not like Atleti were out of that game. As I say, I think it was just such a sloppy performance. They didn't turn up and I think sometimes there's a, a resignation when you know it's not your day. Griezmann looked very frustrated um, against them and, and there were points where he was picking the ball up off the centre-backs and that's we, we kind of compared him to Messi at times this season, and that was also always the typical Messi trope: is that you want Messi in the final third, not picking it up off your defence. So, yeah, I, I think we'll see a response from Atleti here, just because I don't think Diego Simeone will abide in another performance like that. I think we'll see a much more serious performance than we've seen in recent weeks. I think it'll be year also sooner in good form. They've been playing pretty well. They were really good against Almeria, as we say, away from home they're not so good but they they kind of really opened up the defense abde scored a brilliant goal Aymar roth was on brilliant form so also soon are in good form and they're the sort of team that i think are a good measuring stick for a lot lots of other sides because they always they're consistently good um, and you have to be dec- very good to beat them but i do back Atleti here they're hoping for over 100,000 fans over the weekend. They're going to have an open training session and a big kind of fan zone on a Saturday. Sunday, they're hoping for kind of close to capacity, 68,000 crowd, an ultimate home game of the season. I think there'll be a bit of a part- party atmosphere from the fans, but I think Simeone will be very much uh, digging them out for, for their LG performance. Marcos Llorente should be back as well. So I yeah, I've gone Atleti to win, plus under 3.5 goals at minus 105 for them.
0: Atleti, i being at home since
1: early Jan. Just one
0: final word on Osasuna. You referenced that Conference League spot when we've been talking about other teams. It'd be great for them to get in. I mean, right at the start of the season, first sort of half a dozen games, they were in the top four, they were in the top five, I think, uh, just um, in the autumn. Uh, they've slipped over the course of the campaign. They had that good copper run, which obviously took uh, their focus. It'd be great to see them um, grabbing a European place, given the campaign that they've had? Is it something that they are desperate for? It seems a little bit after you, clawed with that seventh spot at the moment with Girona and, and Athletic Club and, and Osasuna and Sevilla and Raya, we, we, we've we mentioned them all, and even Mallorca, as you mentioned. Is,
1: is it a thing for Osasuna? It is and it isn't. I think like the cup final, there's an acknowledgement that it would be fantastic if they won, but it's not necessarily their target. I mean, when I was speaking to them, very much they, their view was we want to make sure we're as far away from the relegation zone as possible. And if we can keep getting further away from it season on season, brilliant. If we happen to fall into a European place, absolutely fantastic. But, but yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a conscious success or failure goal in the same way that it is for athletic club. who have very much been, been voiced. There's their kind of views that, yeah, we need to, we need to secure this European spot. So again, this Atleti game, we saw against Real Madrid that this is an Austin side that competes well, that can take the game to anyone, that can play a result against anyone. But yeah, you have to make Atleti favourites for this one, in my view, just because, because they're at home, because they do have a better team, because aside from that Elch game, aside from those Barcelona games, they've been almost unstoppable. So so yeah, I, I think Ossetuna do have a shot at that European place. It should be said their games, their fixtures in the last three games are not... Quite as tough. They've got Athletic Club in a kind of head-to-head for that spot, and um, so so yeah, I do think that they've got a chance. I would maybe make them second favourites to to take that spot. Valencia Real Madrid last game that we look at here before we sign
0: off. Valencia plus two thirty, Real Madrid plus one twenty. The draw is uh, is plus two sixty. Here, this is Sunday six thirty local, twelve thirty Eastern. Uh, Real Madrid, I presume, are going to be hurting heading back to Spain. Off the back of that defeat at Manchester City. Uh, Haven't lost back-to-back games this season. I guess we're expecting a reaction here. Rory, Valencia look like they're safe now. Uh, Bet River's uh, market makers make them plus 1,100 to be relegated. So it's very unlikely Ruben Baraja uh, seems to have done enough there with three wins in his last last five, but only three points uh, above the drop. So it's not a complete um, done and dusted situation. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I think Valencia need kind of maybe three, four points more to secure survival, but this is not a game that they necessarily need to get them in. And the Although Los Che at Mastaya is always a brilliant atmosphere, especially against Real Madrid. They do not like Real Madrid in that part of the country, um, and it always tends to be heated and fiery, but ultimately, as good as job as Barajas has done, I still think they're a limited side and they're playing with a lot of youngsters, which have been very good for them. They're playing with a lot of, kind of passion and fire and grit. But in terms of how they're actually kind of, as I say, used this phrase before, academically, how they're playing football. I don't necessarily think that they've been miles better than their opponents lately. And neither was that a case against Celta, who have kind of taken their eye off the ball a little bit. But... But yeah, Valencia, I think they put up a good fight. I think it will be a good atmosphere, as we're saying. But are they a vastly better team than the one we've seen recently? I'm not necessarily so sure. And we saw them in the Super Cup. They got kind of that draw against Real Madrid. Uh, That was a very unfit Real Real Madrid that were really not sharp at all. But apart from that, Los Blancos have won four out of their last five against Valencia. They were kind of overpowered at the Bernabeu in February. And I just think there'll be a little bit too much pride hurt for Real Madrid to go into this game without any motivation. I mean, you can see in recent games in La Liga, especially away from home, they found it difficult to put together those performances. But I think the the atmosphere around Madrid, if they were to lose this game, if they were to drop points again, would kind of spiral a little bit. And so, yeah, I, I expect, from a very fundamental point of view as well, you go from Manchester City to playing a team of, in some part kids in Valencia, it just gets a lot easier. And you when you have that extra kind of four or five yards of space to work with, when you don't have that kind of um intense pressure on you, I think it will free them up a little bit. And I expect Real Madrid to win at plus one twenty away from home. That's a lovely price for me. Fair price, big price, plus one twenty
0: Real Madrid to win. Uh, the Mastaya, 10 previous defeats or uh, all competitions this season. Uh, prior to the Man City one, they've bounced back to win on seven occasions at plus 120. Therefore, smallish sample size represents a little bit of value. So that's Real Madrid to beat Valencia at plus 120. We like Atleti and under three and a half goals in their game against Osasuna at minus 105. Arroyo to beat Espanyol plus 120. I suggest for me, that's the bet of the weekend. Rory also likes Almeria or the draw, uh, plus over one and a half goals uh, as Almeria face Mallorca at home and Getafe and under three and a half goals in their fixture against Elche. That is minus 108. Just one final question for you before we wrap things up. Um, we're not looking at the Barcelona Real Sociedad game Um I just wondered, uh, Rory, in the face of it, we've seen Napoli completely fall off since they've won the title. Barcelona clinched the league last weekend. And obviously for Bet Rivers, followers of yourself and Alan, then hopefully they've cashed that ticket. Um, Are they the type of team to maybe just let it slide and start to think about the beach? Real Sociedad, obviously in pole position for top four in Champions League, but not quite over the line there. Is this a game that, I don't want to say Barcelona are going to down tools in, or have they been celebrating for the week? What's the sort of general consensus? Because if this uh, was a, a normal weekend and, and Barcelona hadn't have won the title, this might be game of the weekend. What are your brief thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's it's very hard to predict how Xavi will line up, whether he will see this as, right, okay, players that haven't been playing, on you go, have a bit of game time, or if he will continue to kind of play. I mean, Araujo and Petri are recently just reported this morning that they might be missing for this match, muscular problems. That's two big, big absences from the very start. Um it was interesting because against Espanol they had five days off before that and Xavi received a bit of criticism for, for it. And then they came out and I'd say that first 60 minutes was as good as 60 minutes as we've seen from Barcelona all season. So I think the fact that there's been a bit of a release, the atmosphere, the freedom makes this it's why I stayed away from this game is because it frees them up and a Freeze up the likes of Dembélé or Lewandowski to kind of play with a little bit more flair. And so I think that makes it unpredictable. Real Sociedad, as we know, very good side, very kind of well-worked side. I'd say it's, it's not the worst idea to go with a result of some sort for La Real. But equally, yeah, that unpredictability factor, the way that Barcelona have that extra looseness that they can play with, is why I've stayed away from it.
0: Now probably sensible. Watch out for the team news as well, as Rory suggested. Barcelona might be missing a couple of the their key players. And, of course, it is a game you can watch on the Bet Rivers. That might be more of a watching brief for that one. That's Barcelona <laughs> and Real Sociedad, which is at 3pm uh, on the Saturday. Uh, Rory, thanks for your company. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time La Liga edition. We're going to be back on Monday. We've got a midweek card for you to preview across two, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and... And Thursday. That's week 36. And so make sure uh, you're across that with us. And indeed, all of the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.